0: Hi audings, this is the Something Scary podcast. I'm your Ati Sapphire. I'm going to be taking a short break from the show, but I'll be back soon. Until then, I'll be leaving you in the capable hands of Markia McCarty, who you'll be meeting later in the show. First, I'll share a Swedish urban legend called Pink Hands. Then I'll have a chat with Markia so you can get to know her, and then she'll read a creepy pasta that has stuck with her over the years. Want to hear something scary? Pink Hands A Swedish tale submitted by Kenza. There once was a girl who was left home alone while her mom and dad were at a party. She quickly became bored watching TV, so she walked through the woods, a shortcut to the outlet mall. There, she entered the CD store. She walked up and down every aisle until she saw something that caught her eye. There, she saw a CD with the title, Pink Hands. There was something about the album artwork that captivated her, the bright colors, the abstract shapes. She decided to buy it. She had to have it. She grabbed it and handed it to the cash register. His gaze lingered on the cover for a few moments, looking puzzled. He turned his head towards the door in the corner of the store, labeled Employees Only. Hey, Stan, I thought I told you to get rid of the Pink Hands albums. A teenager of no more than 17 years of age emerged from the room and walked over. Yeah, and I did. The cashier looked back down at the album. The plastic protective wrap was pristine, and the sticker along the edge of the case was in one piece. It was definitely a new album. Look, kid, the cashier began to say, I don't think I can sell this to you. I'll pay double for it, the girl quickly interjected. She placed her cash on the counter. The cashier stared at the bills. He looked into the girl's eyes and said, just don't turn it on when you're home by yourself. Okay? The girl nodded enthusiastically. The cashier finished ringing her up, and the girl happily skipped out the door with her brand new purchase. She headed back towards her shortcut through the woods. But before entering the densely packed trees, she noticed a man. He was tall, and his face was covered by his large hat. His hands were in his pockets, and he was wearing a big, hefty jacket. When he noticed that she was staring at him, he stopped walking. The girl immediately averted her gaze and headed through the trees. She walked through the woods, through the gate, into the house up the stairs, and into her room. The girl closed the door behind her, plopped into bed, and put the CD into her player. The first three songs on the album were actually pretty terrible, so she skipped all the way to the fourth. The song started like this. Pink hands, pink hands, through the forest, through the forest. Pink hands, pink hands, through the gate, through the gate. The front gate began to creak. Mom and Dad must be home, she thought. The song continued. Pink hands, pink hands, find a house, find a house. The front doorknob began to shake and swing open. Silence followed. That's weird, the girl thought to herself. Mom and Dad usually say hello when they come in. Pink hands, pink hands, up the stairs, Up the stairs. She heard footsteps coming up the hallway stairs. She began to panic. She pounded the eject button on her player and tossed the CD out the window. Then she ran to her closet to hide. And although the music had stopped, the song continued from a muffled voice heard just outside her bedroom door Pink hands, pink hands, find a room, find a room, pink hands pink hands find a closet find a closet the bedroom door opened the girl slowly pressed her eye in the crack between her closet doors in the center of her room was the man she saw outside the store but he had no jacket and no hat that is not human she thought the figure in her room was tall with long arms and legs and he continued to sing Pink hands, pink hands, found a closet, found a closet. The closet door flew open. Moments later, the girl's parents arrived back home just in time to hear their daughter shriek from her bedroom. They ran upstairs and found her closet doors wide open and their daughter's body suspended from the clothes rack. Her face was completely white. All the blood in her body was traveling downward escaping through the open wounds in her fingers, leaving her hands completely pink. Hey, oddings. I know you listen to lots of scary stories, and your imagination might get the best of you sometimes when you're home alone at night. And that's why I want to tell you about Neighbors by Ring, the company behind those video doorbells and security cameras. Neighbors is basically like a neighborhood watch group as an app on your phone. With the Neighbors app, you receive real-time crime and safety alerts from your neighbors. It helps you stay informed about what's going on in your neighborhood. And it's completely free. You don't even need to own a ring device. Like just now, I checked the app to see what's going on in my neighborhood. There have been a couple reports of bikes stolen from my neighbor's front porch and garage. And now everyone is keeping an eye out for them if they appear. The fact is, this app is making it easier for my neighbors to work together and keep the community safe. There's millions of people using it already. It's like a new neighborhood watch powered by real people. So, if you want to see what's going on in your neighborhood, download the free Neighbors app today. Go to ring.com scary to download from the Apple or Android app stores. That's ring.com scary. Make your neighborhood safer today with the Neighbors app by Ring. We might disagree on the existence of certain cryptids or the origins of legends, but what we can all agree on is that saving money is awesome. And I've got an incredibly easy way for you to do so. Honey is a free browser extension that scans the web for coupon codes and discounts while you shop online. It works on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and more. It seriously just takes two clicks to install and you're ready to save. Honey recently saved me $60 on a set of pet stairs for my three-legged dog, and I didn't even have to do anything. Seriously, I often forget that I have it, and then am pleasantly surprised when Honey finds a discount for me. But instead of taking just my word for it, listen to what other actual users have to say. They call it Honey because of all them sweet deals. I totally thought Honey was a scam, but I just got $300 worth of bathing suits for $180. I know you listen to a lot of scary stories, so you're probably a little skeptical, right? Like, Honey sounds too good to be true, but what's the catch? Well, this is how it works. When you use a coupon provided by Honey, they earn a small commission from the merchant, and they pass along some of the savings to their members. So it's a win-win for everybody. Look, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just 2 clicks. Don't take it from me, take it from our listeners. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com/ss. That's joinhoney.com/ss. Honey, online savings simplified. All right, everyone. Now is the time <laughs> to meet and McCarty, um, you may already know her from all of the various hosting things she does all over the internet. Um, mm-hmm. Do you wanna just briefly say, you know, where people may have seen you already?
1: Sure, I mean, it all really depends on what your fandom is because uh, my fandoms are are varied, very oh, yeah. <laughs> very varied. Uh, you might have seen me on Nerdist.com, maybe Collider, perhaps Screen Junkies, uh, maybe on the Schmodown. Uh, also, um, if you've watched fangirling with Nerdist, uh, I've done that. Uh, there's a variety of things. If you're a, a gamer, either a video gamer or a um, RPG player, then perhaps you've seen me on um, Hyper RPG, uh, Tempting Fate with a saving throw show. I tend to keep very busy in my in my nerddoms. I haven't had as much of a chance to explore my horror with other people, but I have been. I have been just embracing horror since I was eight years old. So uh, my my dad actually uh, ended up uh, getting me into it, and it was it was our thing. Uh, my yeah. mom does not enjoy horror. <laughs> she's one of the people where it's she hears suspenseful music, she's like, "Nope,
0: <laughs> gotta get out of here." <laughs> this is a big old nope.
1: Where I'm like. I must go there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Did you watch horror movies with your dad a lot when you were little? Oh yeah. Um, everything. I
1: mean, I'm gonna name a couple of a uh, real old cult classics: uh, The Diner. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, what's What's another one? Um, oh, the the Santa Claus one, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> I think I've seen that one. These are. I mean. They probably only exist in VHS. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. You know, good luck finding them, but they weren't worth, worth digitizing.
0: Is that what <laughs> you're there, saying? There might be
1: some cult classic <laughs> festival that happens out there for like those really deep cuts. But yeah, with with that, I mean, um, Freddie was my guy, you know, really? back in the day. Okay. I just, I really enjoy, I really enjoy when um, inevitability crosses with choice. And that's what I think like a Freddy Krueger would do because you have to fall asleep. Right. right. He's there waiting for you. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So your choice is how will you stand? Will you stand or will you fall? So, yeah. So Freddy was my guy. If anybody's wondering, Freddy versus Jason, I'm a Freddy
0: gal. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so I see. I personally didn't grow up really into horror that much. So I was more into just ghost stories specifically. Ah. Um yeah, I only recently started watching a lot of the horror classics. Like, I only saw Friday the Thirteenth maybe like two years ago. Or <laughs> yeah, so um, nice. Welcome. I, glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you have any personal ghost stories or ghost stories that have happened to you or your family? Most definitely. Uh, my family is uh,
1: sensitive. I'm also so there have been a number of occurrences in my life uh where you know uh, as the podcast progresses uh, i'll more than likely sprinkle in uh yeah i mean there is there is one definite instance that has happened multiple times in my life um when i was around 9 years old i'm a military brat so we lived in a number of places. My childhood was spent on military bases and in different countries, mainly in Europe. And I was around nine years old, through this big sleepover, because it's like, yeah, I'm I'm about grown. This is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So um, all of my best friends, which was all of the females in my class, <laughs> so uh, came over to my house. And of course, you know, ghost stories are going to happen. So um, uh, living in England at the time, the The ghost story du jour was uh, Bloody Mary,
0: Mm, where those, yes, those
1: (laughs) that aren't familiar. um, It's kind of like Candyman, where you turn off all the lights, face the mirror, and you say her name three times. You call her forth to, I I don't know why. To hang out. To hang out. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, everybody went to sleep. I decided that I would go ahead while it was late at night with a flashlight. I was going to do it and then tell everybody about it in the morning. Like I did it and nobody else had the courage to kind of a thing. So I went into the bathroom, put the flashlight under my face, uh, and I got so scared. I ended up closing my eyes and I said her name three times and I thought I heard something. So I... Exited the bathroom, looked around with a flashlight, everybody was asleep. There wasn't any noise to, maybe some snored, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I was like, great, I did it. Okay, that's great. And then I went to sleep. And I'm very certain that this had had to have been a dream where I was back in that bathroom with the flashlight under my face, my eyes closed. But it was like I could see myself. I was looking at myself from the mirror, and my eyes were being forced open. But I could feel that at the same time. And then when it happened, I saw a face in the mirror. It was a paler face. It was a woman with a little red hat. Um, but this had to have been it had to have been a dream. Uh, kind of a thing, but <clears throat> I actually didn't <laughs> tell anybody about it the next morning because I I was kind of freaked out about it. And I was like, Oh, overactive imagination, right. you know. And what you also thought it was a dream, yeah. Oh, what a dream, you know. What look what we do to ourselves, kind yeah. of a thing. Um, uh, but a few years later, uh, when I was on a cross country train trip, uh, train trip to uh nebraska's for international thespian festival this was when i was in high school had to have been like maybe maybe 14 then 14 or 15 years old and uh we had a stopover in new orleans and uh we're just in there in train station it was a big group of us that poor drama teacher (laughs) uh and she knew what she was signing up for she had to have known (laughs) Uh, cross country with high schoolers, <laughs> she's a superhero, uh, and I thought I saw the corner of my eye that face again, the, that woman in the red hat, and I, I, I looked, and it was it, you know, it was a glare, it was a glare from one of the many ads that you see, mm-hmm. like the posters and in the train station. But then at that moment, I felt like this elemental pull to leave the station Mm -hmm. and there was there were so many of us over in the corner it's like literally I I felt like I needed to walk out and I actually started walking towards just leaving Mm -hmm. the train station and and uh the the guy that I was dating at the time actually like looked over his shoulder like grabbed my shoulder and was like hey where are you you going I was like I don't know I'm nowhere nowhere I'm not going anywhere (laughs) um but it was God sapphire it was uh and I'm such a good girl there was there was like <laughs> leaving all my stuff behind and just oh you left like your bags and everything you just I I just started, started walking, walking. Uh, so in any case we ended up you know getting on the next train uh, and you know that night was in uh, the I think the club car was closed or it was like a empty-ish car with a with a couple of friends Uh, we were playing chess and telling ghost stories again and and you know like with the train how when it's moving and you look down the corridor where you can see the door to the next car and then there's also glass there Mm -hmm. I swear I saw her again this is later that same night this is that same night and it's like that there was an energy change from the very first time that I saw her it was like there was it didn't feel malicious it was more of a need to be known Mm -hmm. a need to be seen Mm -hmm. and then in the train station it was come here kind of a thing and then the energy of that moment was so much less more like a whisper than a shout. And I grabbed the guy that I was dating at the time and I'm like, you need to see this. And I'm staring straight at where her face is. And as we move closer, it looks more like imperfections in the glass. And I'm, I'm like, and I, I show him like, do you see this? He's like, see what? Right. I don't believe that I've seen her again. And sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I had just stepped outside.
0: Right, Like, where did she want you to go? I have no, I have no idea. Huh. Well, the fact that you saw her twice in, did you say it was New Orleans that Yeah, New Orleans was the second time. The first time was when I lived in England. So you think maybe she somehow traveled with you over I there? don't, I don't <laughs> know. I just hope that
1: whatever it was that was drawing, you know, me there, it, I hope it's done. I mean, it's been years and I don't believe I don't believe I've seen her again. Right. That I'm remembering. So. If she does show up again, please let
0: us know. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she doesn't. I I don't want her to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Question, though. What kind of red hat was she wearing? Like, what era do you think she's from? It wasn't it wasn't older. It wasn't a fashionable hat.
1: (laughs) It wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't something that you would be like, oh nobility, like
0: you know, it's like a um, bucket hat. <laughs> no, no, it was just
1: it looked it looked hand sewn. Okay, I'm I'm not going to say it was raggedy because I I feel like it was something that was precious to her. Is the feeling that I interesting I get with it? You think she made it or someone special to her made it? I'm not certain, but it wasn't it wasn't like a nobility class type of a thing right. but it it was I don't know it was every it was middle class it was it was dated it wasn't something that we would wear now mm-hmm. unless you're like into vintage like if I saw that hat somewhere it'd probably give me a chill <laughs> yeah so, have you ever seen that hat anyway? I don't believe I have because if I did I I'm the type of person I would have to buy it <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. And then that's we're just, and then we're just do. back
1: on House of Haunted Hill or something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're, And then I'm the woman in the red hat. <laughs> I don't know, but exactly. yeah, real life occurrence. <gasps> oh, that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a, you take a sip, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have
0: to sage myself when I go home. <laughs> Ooh, so you you do a lot of um, spiritual cleansing, I assume? Yes, by your uh, crystal that you're wearing.
1: Yes, I'm wearing um, black tourmaline mm-hmm. um, right now. Uh, it's uh, protection. Also, it converts uh, negativity. It holds a lot of power. I have a larger stone. So this is what I've gravitated towards right now. But I have a, a number of different crystals. I do uh, tarot, also. We uh, do. Kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I do personal readings for friends, and I like getting it done myself. Awesome. Thing. So oh, yeah, I, I, I love the occult. My
0: cards, but oh. then I changed my mind. <laughs> Darn it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I do have a tarot app. If <laughs> you want to do it <laughs> so, on my phone.
1: So do I. I mean, <laughs> like what what do like three. Do's. Oh, uh, I have Galaxy. That's what I use. Nice. <laughs> I love Galaxy. This is amazing. Yeah. Let me see. I have uh, right now, I have Galaxy. I have uh, Labyrinthos, Golden Ooh. Thread. And I also enjoy Astro Matrix. For those that are Android users, right, Astro Matrix is, is our The Pattern. Is what? Our the is okay. The pattern if there was this whole thing where um Channing uh Tatum Channing did yeah. I just mess up his no, name? No, 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 it's okay, just because I always even mentioning I always call him Chay Tays. Oh, um, yeah, Chaitates yeah. He uh he went on Twitter and he was having like this moment where he's like, the pattern, I believe that's what the app is called for on um, Apple users. Okay. And it's all about astrology. And he was like, mm. How do you know me? He was just having <laughs> this whole thing. He's like, like mm-hmm. You need to contact me and tell me how you know me. So, um, after that, that was, like, the greatest advertisement for the pattern, but I'm yeah. an Android user, so I didn't have that. Okay. So I went through different things and other people's recommendations and found Astro Matrix. Okay. So that's what I mean by Astro Matrix is our, the pattern.
0: Okay, yeah, because yeah. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm just no over idea. here saying <laughs> words. <laughs> wait, what's your um, sign? Uh, I am a Virgo. Sun <gasps> I'm sign. a Virgo, too. What? Uh, wait, when's nice. your birthday? Uh, August 27th. Oh cool. So you're like right on the cusp. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm twenty first. Oh, September.
1: <laughs> oh oh okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm um yeah, and I my moon is Sagittarius and I'm a Libra. Uh, rising. Oh, cool. I don't know. For those that are night. interested.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no wonder I have good vibes about you because I'm like a oh, fellow Virgo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No wonder. laughs> so, we're in so case you guys are wondering, um, only Virgos can host something scary. <laughs> yes. It has been
1: established. It is canon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. Awesome. Um, you said that you were like really into anything occult, right? Or Yes. Um, I believe in
1: different energies mm-hmm. you know type of a thing I'm not the kind of person that tells someone no you, you know you don't feel the thing that you're feeling right because I don't know their uh, particular experience right so yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty open but I'm also very protective of my own spiritual energy
0: right. So as we all have to be, <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, while I do enjoy, I very much enjoy things like you know Halloween horror nights. Um, I get scared. What? I'm 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 that person. Yeah. I will go to a horror movie and be like really affected, uh, and then like cleanse myself when I get home, where it's yeah. just like, oh, I gotta let that go, type of thing. I'm um, for me bravery. <laughs> bravery is different. Like I. I don't purposely go to places that other people say is filled with uh, negative energy or bad spirits because I feel like I might come back with a hitchhiker yeah, kind of a thing. So I don't personally do that, but I do enjoy going to conventions like uh, Midsummer Scream. Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy um, interacting with people that are very buried into the occult, and into, into horror in general. I love talking to those people because I, I feel like Well, I feel like horror in general is a a beautiful social commentary that keeps on changing as the culture, I guess, changes. Absolutely. You know, like our zombies. Our zombies now are different from Romero zombies, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and it's a reflection of our society. Oh, I could talk about zombies all day. That's Mm -hmm. that's just Mm -hmm. one of those things. But, (laughs) yeah, and then uh, there's just the cultural the the cultural pulses that we're tapping into now with things like Us and mm-hmm. Get Out and what Monkey Paw has been doing with uh, the the remake of Twilight Zone and so on and so forth. I, basically I think it's Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh yeah, basically just Jordan Peele. Uh, no, there a, a lot more than that. But um, yeah, I, I I just love how horror is a reflection of us. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I get kind of I, I guess like sad for people who can't appreciate horror like I understand that like you know a lot of people um, might be a little too sensitive to if it's gore or like not you know Mm -hmm. all horror isn't necessarily gore but I feel like horror just takes stakes and emotions and everything just to the extreme so we feel so much more deeply and I love being that affected by entertainment because if you're not affected on a deep level then what's the point in my opinion I don't know yeah and talk about a genre that is strongly female-led I mean for good or for
1: bad I know that there's there's (laughs) there's a lot of horror movies out there but yeah having you know majority female or are predominantly female-led
0: you know horror and psychological thriller yeah it's like that's pretty exciting way to go genre (laughs) yeah I know and I mean, I'm sure this comes as no surprise to people, but um, behind the scenes, you know, there has been a lack of women and women of color who are making these movies and Mm -hmm. shows. Um, But I do feel like there is a very, very gradual, almost too gradual uh, (laughs) increase in that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) What are
1: your thoughts on that? (laughs) Uh, My thoughts are it's that we all do better when we have people from different demographics and different influences in life. When you just have a single voice from a single demographic or a single ethnicity, you are not going to get the varied, uh, just you're not going to get a full picture. Mm -hmm. You're only going to get a part of one. And it's like, we deserve the full picture. Not Mm -hmm. only that for the opportunities of people being able to follow a path that it Previously been close to them, but also for our own darn enjoyment. Right. I, I mean, I'll just go back to Jordan Peele again. I'm not all Jordan Peele, <laughs> by the way. I know a lot more, <laughs> a lot more than that. But, but he's great. Uh, he's so good. Like, um, without giving different voices, like, and you know, he was a comedy actor, mm-hmm. you know, before. Without giving these people different voices to be able to explore this, we don't get us. Yeah, we don't get Get Out. Kind of a thing. And isn't it boring to to see the same stories done in the same way, just like... All the time. You know? Yeah. We deserve more. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very much a strong advocate for having uh, different voices uh, in front of the camera, behind the camera, in front of the podca- podcast, behind the podcast
0: type of a thing. That is something that is very important to me as a Filipino woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, just women of color have not really been in the horror uh they're they're not really prominent like in the horror community. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm glad this is happening is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are here too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and enjoy. Enjoy the journey with us <laughs> type of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Marquia brought a story to read for us today. Yes, uh, this is a story that has
1: stuck with me. I Like I said before, I like inevitability and choice mm. type of a thing. <laughs> and I, I really like uh, creepy occurrences that are common with us, as in we're humans and we have these fears, and right. then someone twisting it into something else. So I'm going to be reading The Smiling Man. It's a creepypasta by username blue underscore title. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the US. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man, dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, (laughs) I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, But still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street. He was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than ten seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him. And then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as a smiling man crept toward me, And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what do you want? In an angry, commanding tone, what came out was a whimper. What? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around, very slowly, slowly, started dance walking away just like that not wanting to turn my back to him again I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight and then I realized something he wasn't moving away anymore nor was he dancing I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran, too. I ran until I was off of the side road and back onto a better-lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk, he didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see.
0: Ooh. <laughs> So spooky. (laughs) Yay. Um, So if anybody wants to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Uh, Yes, you can find
1: me at Markeia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Uh, That is uh, Instagram, that is Twitter, that is also my public Facebook. So, yes, feel free to connect. I love talking about fandoms and nerddoms, obviously. All of us are horror and uh, occult fans. But if you tend to gravitate towards comic books, wrestling, video games, RPGs, I got you. And I want (laughs) to (laughs) talk.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Bye.